I've got to go tease my way up and down the block. I just heard from the women in the neighborhood that there's a new stud in town. Oh, um, Al, Kelly and I just have some mother-daughter stuff to do. We'll be home by dark. What'd you hear about him? Well, they said that he's big and strong and good-looking. Oh. Help me get this ring off. <laughs> okay, what else? That's it. They were all watching him move a couch into some house across the street. <laughs> I wonder who he is. <laughs> Kelly, uh, uh, that stud used to tuck you in when you were a baby. That stud is me. <laughs> You're funny, Daddy. Now, who is he? Tell her, Pig. Tell her who the good-looking stud is who has all the neighborhood women shaving their mustaches. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? Whoa. No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Ash. It's Wednesday, it's midnight, and my tube is empty, so that means I'm here in the nudie bar with Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Hey, I am going to get this bucket of water so Dan can stand in it while we record this episode. (laughs) Thanks, Jamie. And I'm Dan. Excuse me. Oh, that's uh, that's the doorbell to the nudie bar, Dan. Uh, You might want to get that. Some chick wants you to buffer bumpers, I think. (laughs) We are reviewing Do You Think I'm Sexy? Peggy becomes worried when the neighborhood women suddenly find Al irresistible. Season 5, Episode 9, original air date, November 18th, 1990. Director Jerry Cohen, writers Kevin Coran and Michael Moy... Special guest stars Rhonda Shear, Terry Weigel, Sherry Rose, Lucy Philippone, and Rhonda Britton. So, uh, let's get right into it then. So, Al has a day off, and we're all excited to see what he does on his day off, but it turns out he just plops down on the couch, doesn't even put the TV on, puts his feet up, (laughs) and (laughs) Peg comes in, ruins it, sits next to him, and just stares at him waiting for him to say something, or I don't know what she's doing, and he just cracks, and he's like, what? <laughs> what? Hi, honey. Are you enjoying your day off? Peg, you know I am. Now, how are you going to ruin it for me? <laughs> Sex? Chores? What? <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll just stick to chores today. <laughs> I wonder, wait, did Al get a sex point just now? Because sex was on the table until she smelled him. Uh, yeah, I would say that qualifies. What about I mean, you, he, he dodged a bullet. He did. <laughs> right, like if he were to smell good, she might have dragged him upstairs, right? Good point. Al gets a point. Yeah, and we have to give it to him because he gets these things sparingly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, how do you guys approach your day off? Do you um, do you like to get your chores done first? Um Alex, are you fixing doorbells, or do you just go straight to just chillax and like uh, like Al? Uh, I I like to get things out of the way so that nothing can interrupt uh, my drunkenness throughout the night. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just uh, I would get everything done and uh, then make sure my calendar is clear for the day. Yeah. 
Right on. I usually get up in the morning, catch up on some DVR TV for a little while, then I'll do some chores, then I'll take the evening and relax. And you, Dan? I know you. You like to party and then interrupt it with a doorbell, then go back and then go mop the floor in the bathroom. I like to uh, stage Jason's in my living room just for fun, just to clean it up the next day. Hey, that was a Halloween party. (laughs) (laughs) How was that, Alex? Oh, dude, it was the craziest Halloween party I ever had. And it was great because when I had the Jason Part 2 statue, because I have like a long hallway that that leaves the living room. So what Mm -hmm. we would do is whenever somebody came to the party, when I I would go to the, the girls with them and I'd go, I start laughing and go, oh, God, who is that? Who who showed up with you? And they turn the, mm-hmm. and they look at Jason all the way down the hallway just standing there staring with a, a sack on his head. And they're like, uh, what are you talking about? Who is that? I go, I don't know. I thought I thought they came with you. He had this, <laughs> They haven't said anything to us yet. You don't know them? And then we'd slowly walk to the hallway and I'd make jokes like, yeah, okay, dude, we're scared. You staring at us. And then we'd just keep getting closer and closer and the, the girl's like all weird about it. And I just like, I go, ah! And it worked almost every time. We had, um, at one of my Halloween parties one year, we had a couple come as Sackhead Jason and his yep. mom. Oh, wow. And it was really good. Their their costumes looked amazing. Like they put a whole lot of effort into it. Now, obviously, she wasn't actually headless, but <laughs> she found this sweater at the thrift store and she like singed the the collar around. Like, well, she roughly chopped the collar and then singed it a little bit, then added some dried blood, and then like had a That's seam awesome. where that she painted on her neck where it would look like her head was chopped off. Mm-hmm. It was really really good. I mean it. Uh, they actually won that year. I need pictures. Were, I need pictures. I need pictures. <laughs> I mean, this was like 20 years ago. I oh, my God. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if I had pictures at the time. But I'll give you a choice. Shower or fix the doorbell? How much work is it to fix the doorbell? <laughs> well, unlike taking a shower, you might have to raise an arm. <laughs> oh, Al, it makes this wheezing, pathetic sound. I'm embarrassed to have my girlfriends hear it. Oh, come on. They've heard worse. You know, move along, bossy. No grazing here. (laughs) Or, hey, how about sharing that cud? (laughs) Excuse me. That's the doorbell, Al. Come in! Uh, So this chick, Brenda, rings the doorbell, and it's so funny because she starts off, she goes... Oh, hi. <laughs> and that's the Friday the 13th Steve Christie hello. What are you doing out in this mess? <laughs> but it's also, to me now, the the hello greeting or whatever of Tommy Wiseau in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, hi Mark. Mark. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> I did not hit her. Hi, it's not true. Hello, little doggy. I did not. You're my favorite customer. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Can we do a? Uh... I fed up with this world. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely do something with that movie. You're tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Do you understand life? Do you? <laughs> yeah, guys, you gotta watch. You just you have to do this once in your life. Go type in nostalgia critic the room. 
and watch that entire review, and it's about a movie that you won't even believe exists. It's- now, I remember a podcast years ago that we all did on the Skeleton Crew, and we were talking about this, trying to convince Alex to watch it. We were like, dude, it's like the worst movie ever. But like trying to describe the room is like very difficult, you know? I have the Blu-ray, dude. <laughs> oh, I know you do. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm so glad you do. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. What's going on, man? Oh, hi, Mike. What's new? Hey, Johnny. Hey, Mike. Oh, hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. What's hey, up? What's up? Hey, what's up, Mark? Oh, hi, Mark. Mark. Catch it. Oh, hey, Johnny. Oh, hey, Lisa. Oh, hey, Peter. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hey, hey Peter. Oh, hi, Susan. Oh, well, hi, Johnny. Oh, hi, Claudette. Oh, bye. Hi. Oh, hi. I'm Brenda. I'm your new neighbor. <laughs> So uh, now this chick who walks in, Brenda, her real name is Rhonda. And you remember her from Up All Night. Up All Night, yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome to USA Up All Night with me, Rhonda. If you haven't already noticed, this is a special night right here on USA Up All Night. That's right. Tonight's show is coming from the fun and exciting Santa Catalina Island. I'll be showing you all kinds of fabulous things that Catalina Island has to offer besides me. (laughs) We also have two fun films for you to watch. Our first film is all about a college senior who dies in a car crash while en route to get a condom. Talk about your safe sex. And our second film is all about life in a time before TV. Quite a bit before. It takes place a million years ago and it's called Caveman. Okay, you go to our first film and when you come back, we'll begin our journey in the glorious Santa Catalina Island. Ooh! Most people may remember it more uh, when Gilbert Gottfried did it. But uh, no, this chick's cool. Rhonda Shear, she hung out with uh, Joe Bob Briggs. She was on uh, Monster Vision a couple times. Yeah, I see her ads on my Facebook all the time. She has a she has a lingerie brand. Yeah, she was in this uh, movie uh, Prison A Go Go. So maybe she uh, takes some clothes off. Oh, wait, we forgot to we haven't really researched if people were naked lately, huh? Wait, is that for the show or personally? <laughs> Whatever. Rhonda <laughs> Sheer Nude. Let's see. Okay. Uh, yep, guys, I just did <laughs> some quick research and Rhonda Sheer was nude. Uh, Brenda, the first girl who needs her couch moved. If you want to see her naked, that is doable. So, yeah, she was uh, up all night, Rhonda Sheer, so that's cool. I just moved into the house across the street. Oh, yeah. The old Thompson house. Hi, I'm Peggy. Hi. If you want anyone to tell a secret to, just tell me. Oh, and if you need any gossip on any of the neighbors, just ask me. <laughs> People tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, that spoke to me. <laughs> it's like, how could you be so dumb and not read between that line, right? Yeah, well, I've already heard about the people who live on the other side of you. The Bundys? Boy, the stories I've been hearing about them. They say the husband will steal your paper, stalk your pets, and eat your garbage. Hey, half a potato is not garbage. I love how the only one Al defends is the garbage. (laughs) What's the point of stalking your pets? Can you picture Al stalking someone's cat? That what one purpose, really though? 
I don't I don't know. Like, what would be the end result of it? it was he Michael Myers or something? Why would he he hides behind bushes and stalks your pet? <laughs> what is he doing? What what's the end result when he's done? I don't get it. But it does sound funny though, right? Like I can see it now. Al versus Lester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like it didn't make any sense. Like why? Yeah, like stock you. Like it did. The only like everything in my mind just it, it, it tries to add up to something of how that could make sense. And I really can't come up with anything. And even this is a stretch, but he doesn't like animals at his yard so he's you know what i mean oh, like, maybe he's yeah i don't know it's uh, but it doesn't make any sense it's funny to just think of though it's like weird right now would you guys ever eat half a potato out of someone's garbage can Absolutely. uh was there sour cream jamie yes What's and salt and pepper <laughs> it does have bacon bits on it it's it's a loaded baked potato ah <laughs> uh, that kind of changes everything I'm yeah, with Jamie. Maybe he's right. Half a potato isn't garbage. <laughs> maybe he's right. <laughs> what must Peg be thinking, though, when she says the Bundys? And she's like, well, she's clearly at the wrong house. She doesn't realize that's us. Um, okay. Like, that must be like, you know, would he just never say your name after that? <laughs> right. I'm Peggy uh, Smith. <laughs> anyway, this moving in is difficult. It's harder because... I don't have a man. I know. Where do you find one these days? Anyway, listen, the movers, they left my couch out in front of the house, and I have a job interview. I dance on tables for men near airports. <laughs> and Al's reaction to that is amazing. Uh, where's this airport? Like, ever. In, in all time. Like, it does, I don't care if it's in the 90s now. Like, has, has this ever been a thing? It's in O'Hare, I guess. It's uh, right. Yeah, I don't, uh, they might have um, <laughs> taken certain liberties with that line. I remember Bud making a joke about Kelly doing that one time. <laughs> what stripping at the airport? Yeah, something about old men at an airport or something. Yeah. Maybe it is a thing. I was wondering if you could watch it for me until I get back. Well, a quarter might keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. A quarter used to keep them closed in high school. <laughs> If a quarter would keep your eyes closed in high school, what were the guys doing while you agreed to close your eyes for an amount of time? I don't know. Rubbing their junk on her face? <laughs> oh, my God, Jamie. Jamie. I have no this idea. This is a family show. <laughs> That's why I have that junk. Rubbing their junk on her face. Okay. <laughs> well, Miss, uh, it's my day off, and as you can see, I'm all alone. So, uh, I don't mind moving that couch for you. Well, it is a big couch, but then you're a big man. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brenda Kuzdrowski. Peggy, do you mind if I borrow this big, strong guy? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll just have him back by tomorrow. He has to perform brain surgery in the morning, and he has a loafer sale in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, my mother worries so. <laughs> After you, my rear. I, I mean, my dear. You are too tired to fix the doorbell, and yet you can go move her couch? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, uh, 
gotta hurry up and get that couch inside before Peg wants to go sit on it. <laughs> Just sit on it. <laughs> Complete laugh out loud moment. I love that joke. I think I did laugh out loud. You're right. I mm-hmm. think I did too. <laughs> it's like it's just if if, not, if it's not enough having this rubbed in Peg's face, he just has to drop a joke on her too. It's good to see the role reversal from the last episode, not the very last episode, but a few episodes ago where uh, Peggy was in the same situation, basically, you know, with being hit on by the... Oh, the dancing guy. Right. And and, and seeing how Al reacted to that, and that was like a, a big thing. So to see Peggy react to Al being in that same situation, I thought that was pretty cool, you know, because th- that's the same season and we're seeing basically just roles reversed. Al didn't care. Peg does care. Yep. Right. <laughs> Very much so. Have to fix the doorbell. Well, Kelly, that's why grown-ups have kids. They had me to fix things and you to say what's that every time you see an airplane. <laughs> now you're sure the power's off. For the thousandth time, yes, the power is off. <sighs> <laughs> Kelly was supposed to turn the breaker off that lead that powers the doorbell to the house when her and Bud now have to fix it because Al's off doing other things and that doorbell has to get fixed. I don't know why Bud would ever trust her to even switch the right. Kelly, spell off. (laughs) Spell it! (laughs) That, I love that. (laughs) Spell it! And of course, his hair is all fried, and he has the smoke coming out. Like we said last week, that uh, they're still using that thing. You think a doorbell would produce that much smoke? No, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> but you, let's give him credit, though. I I remember watching, and uh, even years ago, wondering if it, this is all in one take. Bud walking out, him saying, "Now you're uh, you're sure it's off," or whatever he says, and then she says, "Yeah," and then you hear that sound, and he just walks right back out. So mm-hmm. that means as soon as he walked out, they threw that wig on. They like dirty his face up. They ruffled his shirt or whatever. They put the wig with the you know smoke, and he just walks right out. So that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Like they did it in real time. Yeah. But her, him saying "spell it" and she says "oh something," that would imply that she went to the breaker box and didn't even do anything. Like, did she look at it and go, "Oh, it's already off," even though they're all in the same position, which obviously would be on. <laughs> you know, it's like so funny. Oh, I, I think you put Kelly in, in front of a breaker box. Like the, the possibilities of things going wrong are uh, far away. <laughs> Her actually doing the one thing. There's a lot of buttons she could have pressed. That could have been the wrong one. This is all on Bud. I don't blame Kelly one bit. No, absolutely. Yeah, he knows better. He was with Kelly. Well, I'm just going to go change the old underwear. <laughs> We'll start this again. Maybe next time you can go the extra mile and put a bucket of water for me to stand in. And she is helpful, just like Jamie. She did go to get a bucket of water from the stand in. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way, Jamie. Yeah, she wanted to do her part, just like I did. <laughs> Dan's so- over here soaking his feet in Epsom salt. <laughs> and I got this uncomfortable chair. It's not fair, man. Hey! Hey, come here! Get 
Guess what happened? Buck stood upright, and he's taken over your job. Yeah, like he could work the register. Please, just tell me what happened. Well, after I moved Brenda's couch, she said I was cute. Oh, Peg, I think she likes me. Oh, honey. How could she? Oh, believe me, Al. And I'm telling you this as your wife and as your friend. No one likes you. Face it, sweetie. I know you better than anyone. And believe me, she sees you as the world sees you. As cheap labor. Now, how about a beer? Hi, Mom. Listen, um... Bud needs this to stand in while he fixes the doorbell. I've got to go tease my way up and down the block. I just heard from the women in the neighborhood that there's a new stud in town. Oh, um, Al, Kelly and I just have some mother-daughter stuff to do. We'll be home by dark. What'd you hear about him? Well, they said that he's big and strong and good-looking. Help me get this ring off. Okay, what else? That's it. They were all watching him move a couch into some house across the street. I wonder who he is. <laughs> Kelly, uh, <laughs> that stud used to tuck you in when you were a baby. They were looking at the garbage man? <laughs> it was nothing she was a baby she was crying I was watching the soaps he just couldn't stand the noise Kelly that stud is me <laughs> you're funny daddy now who is he tell her Pig. tell her who the good looking stud is who has all the neighborhood women shaving their mustaches <laughs> It can't be. I'm going outside. There's got to be someone else out there. So then, the look on Al's face. <laughs> that must be so gratifying, man. He just never gets that, you know? Like, from anyone. And not to mention, um, it's a whole group of women talking about him, as opposed to just one. So, he, I mean, <laughs> it, I think it would be going against Al's character if he didn't react exactly the way he did in that oh, yeah. moment. Uh-huh. Now, can this happen, do you think? Well, Jamie, I guess you could answer. Can some can somebody that's that repulsive to the neighborhood suddenly be sexy with no major changes? Because Al didn't, like, grow his hair long or he didn't start dressing nice. He didn't do anything. He didn't start working out. Is it possible? I mean... In the real world, in the really real world, probably not. But I guess it's the whole – a lot of times what it takes is one other person to find someone attractive and then suddenly everybody wants them kind of thing. Right. Hmm. It's like it's like a – was it mass suggestion or something like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, more like mass hysteria in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to admit, when he when he cleans up and when he puts on the suit, you know, that's yeah. a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want to say Jamie said the really, really real world. <laughs> yeah, I think we're where are we? What are we? Are we in the just the real world, or are we just in the really, really real world? <laughs> Wherever I'm at, I don't want to be. <laughs> 
I let me echo that sentiment as I somehow ended up down this rabbit hole of disgusting nude photos. <laughs> oh god. Of Ronda I went to look for Ronda Shear and then suddenly ever since then it's just been I don't know how the hell I got where I am, but stumbled god, upon it, Jamie, did you? <laughs> stumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the mass hysteria thing in this case, like Jamie said, um, I do believe in that thing, in that in that thing where, you know, like Jamie just said, if somebody likes someone, then that they are therefore more attractive after that, because they're like, well, what are what are they seeing them? Am I missing something? They just become more attractive. Right. But on the other hand, I do not see that threshold being crossed by Marcy. Well, stick around. Well, she's a little desperate at this point. True. Still a stretch. What did they say about me? Well, they said you had the arms of a blacksmith and the legs of a god. Did they say anything about my butt? (laughs) I was bending over an awful lot out there. Did anyone notice? Did they? Did they? They liked it, Dad. Yes! I love the look on her face. Uh, at that when he says that because she's just it's it's perfect (laughs) and you know why they liked it pumpkin because you played high school football daddy because i played high school football (laughs) it never really fades does it you want to see me in my uniform (laughs) no it's perfect because she's saying it in the way that we're thinking how awkward it is like why do you want to pose for your daughter right to show her how hot you are in your uniform now but i figured this out because remember how we questioned that last week with bud uh wanting to flex in front of kelly with a shirt off um and we said why would bud try to impress his sister with his his body and stuff it's because Kelly is the gold standard and she would know sexy if she saw it so she can verify for them that they are probably more than anybody but even without knowing that it's still weird like I know like go straight to the source but it's still kind of weird but at the same time I do know parents and their kids that do kind of talk that way and have that sort of relationship where you know what I mean and it, to me it's always been kind of creepy but uh it's not like it's out of that left field you know right right I guess when you just get excited like I was just excited so it was like do you want to see you know I don't know what reaction he want, he desires from Kelly but you know it's like right creepy <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin can I ask you something when two people are as beautiful as we are, is it terrible to, to flaunt what we have? Terrible? It's an obligation. <laughs> a duty. I mean, it, it's like belonging to whoever wins you in a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. But the important thing is to never let them touch you. Remember, they will never buy the cow if they can get the eggs for free. <laughs> I did. <laughs> of course, she meant milk. Is Kelly, is she doing a do as I say, not as I do moment? Or is she implying that she's a virgin? Because Kelly lets them touch her. Clearly. 
Al's peeled like two guys off of her already that we know. And then <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty more. Hey, I'm going to do a few push-ups and go out there and wash the car. Of course, I'll need a rag. Where are you going? Where does it look like I'm going? Mr. Pudding Belly Tryout? <laughs> oh, my God. Classic. Uh, every single minute of this episode is strong. It's amazing. Uh, and then he starts singing. Do it to them one more time. Once is never enough with a man like me. Looks like I got some suds in my pants. <laughs> Al, stop that! Mind your own business. Oh. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. I love when it, like him or when Steve, like they sing these songs. Do you think I'm sexy? And because it's like so funny and goofy when they do it. <laughs> I don't know what they're looking at. They never seen flies circle the head of a man before? No, it's attitude. If you think you're hot, other people will too. Kelly says, if you think you're hot, other people will too. Now, that's never worked for me. But what do you guys think about that? Yeah, confidence does a lot. I have confidence. I never thought of myself as hot. I've had my moments. I've looked better sometimes than others. Like, I don't think I'm hot. I have my confidence is uh, very um it's uh it's it's not overstated. For example, I know that there's a lot worse looking people out there than me. So when I'm in a, in a crowded room, I'm in the top percentile. Alex is like, "Man, I hate myself." And then he looks over at me. He's like, "You know what? Life ain't that bad." <laughs> I'm looking all right today. Oh, please. Trust me. You're you're not the benchmark for ugliness, believe me. Like I'm not the benchmark for ugliness. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> I don't look at you and say my life is good, trust me. Well, my, my man boobs uh, like to say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever th- even think this, or is something else on your mind? I mean, <laughs> Alex, of course we're sexy. We're your co-hosts. I know, man. Once you get on this show, it makes you sexier, by the way. No, I, I do think <laughs> automatically. Um, oh yeah, you're, you, dude, you're one of the married with children guys. I know, right? That that reminds me, I got to get to my fan mail soon. <laughs> Take me hours. You still mailing um, out autographs? Yeah. <laughs> J- Jamie's like sending people clippings of her hair. <laughs> Who told you that? Yeah. Oh, I heard. <laughs> no, the the thing is with confidence. I think if I, I, you know, to a point, anyways. I think regardless of or irregardless of what you look like. Um, <laughs> no, you had it right the first time. Irregardless <laughs> is not okay. a word. Re- regardless <laughs> of what, regardless of what you look like. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jamie. I think that uh, confidence is is everything. Or at least like 80%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it is. You know, I mean, we've all seen If you're cowering and you're slouched and you look awkward, yeah, it's not going to help out. But then you get to that cocky line, too. And unfortunately, everybody crosses that at they some all, point. Yeah, that's the problem with confidence, man. It always becomes cockiness most of the time. 
it's a dangerous thing. But yeah, I mean, I think everybody has a certain level of confidence, but everybody has their own insecurities too. But, um, but I do, I, I definitely get where they were trying to go with this, where, you know, like Al just, you know, he's the man now and not so much to rub it in Peg's face just for himself, you know? Like what could have been if I wasn't married with children, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So as he states in the episode, sort of. You said the name of the show. Oh wait, so does Al, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit more on point than that, but no. Um, I just yeah, I, I like that. I like how they drove home that point though, and I I don't know. I, I don't feel like Al would do anything. Well, I think you would because there are three girls right now, if you look to your left, who think you're really hot. I mean, one's 60, one's 80, and one's older than the tree. They used to cut her wooden leg. But, Dan, I think you're going home with somebody tonight. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to – I'm not going to make any implications, but. (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Bundy. I was trying to wash my car, but – I'm just a weak little woman. Would it be asking too much for you to come over, you know, without your shirt and uh, buff my bumpers? <laughs> and the girl ringing the doorbell was nude o plenty. Don't worry, look it up. It, her name is Sherry Rose in real life. Uh, in the episode, her name was Mandy. Now, here's what's amazing about her. Like, I almost just... And she's she's actually... She seems like she's famous. She has 64 credits. She even worked last year as a supermarket spokesperson in the movie The Bang Bang Brokers. Now, she um, was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. It's my favorite episode. The one where the the rock guy gets a tattoo of like a dragon on his chest do you remember this episode and at the end of it things go so bad he has to cut it off of his chest do you remember no it's called on a dead man's chest um it's her this rock star and the the one of the girls in the episode is tia career isn't that weird so we just did kelly bounces back with tia career now we're doing this with this girl they were both in an episode of tales from the crypt and then she was in a creepier episode that always stuck with me. I don't like it, though, because it's actually creepy. The guy who meets a girl at a Halloween party, coincidentally enough, because I just had one, who, and, and that girl with that weird white mask on, it's like this weird mime mask, and he meets her, and he brings her home, and they, they sleep together and everything, and it turn, and he, he keeps wanting her to take the mask off, but she won't or whatever, and then it turns out that that was her face or something like that. But it's like the creepy, and that's and she's the girl, Molly, in that episode. I, I vaguely remember this, and I do know what you're talking about, yeah. Just type in Only Skin Deep, and you'll see just her with the mask. Oh, my God. And that's her, huh? It's eerie, dude. That's her, the buff my bumpers chick. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's startling to learn this. Peg just slams the door on her, and she wants Al to settle down. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. Now, don't go getting your nose hairs in an uproar. You are not going anywhere. Now, I don't know where this sexy I'm a human being nonsense came from, but it's going to stop right now. Too late. The fuse is lit and the fire is on. Burn, baby, burn. 
It's an Al Inferno. I wish that was a better joke. Yeah, Al Inferno. I was... Maybe Alferno or... That's what I thought he said, but then I rewound it and he separates it. Yeah, he does. And I was thinking it would have been funnier if it was just like Alferno or... I don't know, something. It's a little thing and it's being nitpicky, but I think the joke could have been better. Yeah. Yeah, it could have. Definitely. Marcy, I tell you, this is serious. Something is going on. He showered. (laughs) In the morning. (laughs) Now, the only time that Al used to shower was right after we had sex. Immediately after. Sometimes even during. Now, how quickly do you guys shower after sex? I do it sometimes during. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, (laughs) You do sometimes (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I drag (laughs) her into the shower with me. Now, is it offensive to do it after? As soon as I get up, I go right to the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, you do it right after? Yeah, every time? Mm Mm-hmm. You have to. Dude, I heard stories about people who didn't, you know, even when you were younger, you know, like you're with a chick and it's late and, you you know, you're done. You just kind of roll over and go to sleep. Now, if, right. you, if you do this enough times, mm-hmm. you will get uh, like jock itch or whatever. You really will. I'm telling you. Like because even if she's like, you know, not technically like disease dirty, if you keep leaving those like remnants on you – over and over and like let's just say you wake up and go to work the next day like let's say you come home you shower after work you do, you do it at night you roll over <clears throat> you go to bed you wake up you go to work the next day because you already took a shower after work the, the last time and you work all day and that's just festering in your crotch all day <laughs> I'm telling you that eventually gives you a problem <laughs> so uh, showers are essential now uh, Al bought a toothbrush, which is shocking. You, you guys, your first episode was the dentist episode. You know exactly what's doing in that guy's mouth. Yeah, it's fizzy. Fizzy teeth. Fizzy lifting teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Wants to go to the Red Lobster, grab some grub. <laughs> the one that's bleeding looks pretty good. Let me move this one. The black one looks all right. The one that's fizzing might be a problem, though. Let me move this one. <laughs> yeah, let me move this one out of the way so I can check out the rest of them. I don't know what to do. He's happy. He smells good. He's even making more money at the shoe store. And last night when I was rifling through his pants to get some of it, I found these. Tic Tacs! Well, according to the book I just read, keep him down, keep him down, keep him down, a woman's guide to happiness. You don't really have to worry until a man stops buying white underwear. The time to sweat is when men buy underwear in a tube. You know, the bright colored ones that fat European men use as bathing suits? Well, I don't have to worry about that. Al would never give up his white Hanes underwear. Size 34, three to a pack. I know that because I bought him a three pack a couple of years ago and he still has two he hasn't even used yet. <laughs> Have you ever gotten to that? I always felt that when I watched this as a kid, I always felt that, you know, I was still young and whatever. And I thought that when I become an adult that I'll start to uh, wear certain like 
colognes and like I see in commercials and have watches and see and drive cars I see in these commercials and wear these underwear like that's the adult thing. Oh, so the advertisements were working. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Like use VO5 and stuff. Like I thought I was going to do all this stuff when I got older. And here I am, Al's age, and I don't do anything. Now, did you ever wear underwear in a tube, Dan, or are you afraid of freezing a cheek in those babies? I don't (laughs) – never. Never once. In the package, yes. But in a tube, no. Yeah. And it, but if I did, I would use all three as opposed to just one, as supposedly like Al did. Oh yeah, he's two left over. He still hasn't used. At around um, fifteen or so, I started wearing boxers, and I've never gone back to tidy whities Oh yeah, no. Once I made that con- conversion, I never went back. Ladies, excuse me. I should say, lovely ladies. <laughs> She's actually turned on. Shut up! What are you doing home in the middle of the day? Well, I just thought I'd freshen up a bit with a shower and then go back to work. Oh, by the way, have you seen my new underwear? Zebra stripe. Looks just as good going as he does coming. <laughs> Marcy! Sorry, I don't know what came over me. Hey, you gotta come up and check me out in my new underwear. Uh, you can bring Marcy, too. Can we, Peggy? Can we? <laughs> it's um, weird coming out of her mouth. All completely out of character. That's what I'm saying. Like, I believe that it would have worked for other women, but Marcy... Like, Marcy of all people, really. But you don't think that's what's so amazing about it? I, I, I do. I, no, I get it. But I just think that it's not believable at all. Like, at Maybe all. Maybe he got some Axe body spray or something. <laughs> Are you making fun of Axe body spray, Jenny? Uh-oh. No, I'm saying it worked. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, something. Okay, Wait, let me think about the time period. It was probably Draconois. Yeah, right. I used to have that. <laughs> Everyone did. Old Everyone Spice? Did. Hey, my dad wore Old Spice. I find it comforting. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, another one that was popular was like Calvin Klein 1. Oh, yeah, CK1. Yeah. Yeah, C- oh, yeah. CK1. CK, yeah, that, all right. Say CK. That, um, cool. that was really popular. That was like a unisex thing, but... um right. right. I I knew some guys who wore that. I really liked it. And I've been wearing the same perfume for about 25 years. Oh, yeah? I've been wearing Amarige for about 25 years. And you know what I just got, though? Well, I say just, but it's been a while. But I tracked down the perfume that Rosemary wears in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, my God. (laughs) I tracked it down, and uh, it's really expensive. But I got a little bitty bottle of it. It's okay, I guess, mm-hmm. but it kind of reminds me of an old lady. <laughs> so I don't wear it. I don't. I don't like to wear it, and, and it might smell good on other people. But you know how perfume. Yeah, it works with your body chemistry. Oh yeah. Well, the, I have one cologne, but it, it never really made me smell mainly like I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what came over me. Hey, you gotta come up and check me out in my new underwear. Uh, you can bring Marcy, too. Can we, Peggy? Can we? 
The reason why the thing works with Marcy, with her buying into this, is because you got to remember, the whole neighborhood hates the Bundys. Like, there's that girl already heard rumors, blah, blah, and everybody knows that the whole city hates them. If we're to believe everybody just suddenly is buying into this for whatever reason, there is no reason Marcy would be immune to this. I Okay, so much like um, Bud should know better by telling Kelly to go turn on the right switch on the breaker, I feel like Marcy has been in such close contact right. with all the shadiness, uh, anything Bundy-related, that, yeah, I do think that she's um, <laughs> she's she's not exempt. You know what I mean? Like, he, she, yeah. But look at how Jamie reacted when she saw Al in that suit. Because you got to remember, that's the first time Marcy was even privy to this. And she sees him walk in with his hair slicked back, that suit on. He's going to fret. The confidence, he's standing upright. His hands are out of his pants. So she actually gets that whole like ton of bricks that's dropped on her at once. So mm-hmm. she, I think, is more susceptible at this point. So I, I do buy it. I know you don't. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying I do, though, just because of that. You know, like I found a way to make it make sense to me so that it, it doesn't feel, um, you know, out of place. Well, and also, <clears throat> whether you agree with it or not, the point that they were trying to make, that would be like the last nail in the coffin if to convert Marcy. So if they by making that point, they definitely made it with Marcy, you know? yeah. yeah. So, uh, the shoe store is packed. A large foot? You, madam? Oh, no. You merely have a full-figured foot. (laughs) Oh, you? (laughs) Tickle, tickle, tickle. Oh, please. Now, how many ballet slippers can I fix you up with? You've been so delightful. I'll just take them all. This is for the shoes. Thank you. And this is for the cookie monster. Uh, <laughs> uh, the the fat woman that he's actually nice to in the shoe store, her name is Lucy Philippone. And believe it or not, she has 34 acting credits. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was only in this episode of Married with Children. Her name was Athena in this episode. Not that that matters. Uh, she's um, she's famous for Warehouse 13, Homie Spanomi, and something called Real Time. She was a prostitute in Real Time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I don't want to see her as a prostitute. <laughs> Take a number. Oh, two. What's shaking, babe? Every chin in this store. Look, honey. I went shopping for food, <laughs> and I brought you some very special treats. Bread and cheese. <laughs> Just picture them all nicely laid out on a paper plate. Oh, come home with me, honey. Ah, uh, sweetheart, you are a pearl. But as you can see, I have to be here for a long time. I baked you a pie, Mr. Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Just, uh, put it over there with the others. Anyhow, Peg, love the bread, love the cheese, but I uh, got my little shoe store gig here, so uh, why don't you go on home and run me a nice warm tub, and, uh, oh, by the way, lay out my uh, leopard underwear. <laughs> Al calls out number 57. Serving number 57. Oh, I'm number 57. <laughs> 
And that is the last line we ever hear or last time we ever see Terry Weigel on Married with Children. Ah, is it? Yep. The last time. Her name was Jade again in this episode. Let's wrap it up. Her first episode was The Great Escape when Kelly escaped to go to the concert. Then Father Load when Al had to hide all that money. Then My Mom the Mom when Peg went to Kelly's school. And she finishes her Married with Children stint as Jade in Do You Think I'm Sexy? So from 88 to 1990. Nice. I saw interviews with her and she does speak very uh, nicely about the show still. And says that, you know, they really uh, took her in and, and made her feel part of everything and all that good stuff. She's uh, still a porno star to this day. Um, she was born in 1962, so you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder what time she got into that line of work. Um, how far after the stint on Married with Children was. I did a lot of research for her in um the season four wrap-up show or season three wrap-up show where i gave her whole bio so Mm -hmm. guys join our patreon and uh hear those exclusive shows you're really missing out you're not getting the full experience because you keep missing all of the wrap-up shows and you're missing the steve special and you miss the don't tell mom the babysitter's dead review so right which was awesome yeah it's only five bucks Seriously, what's your problem? $5 for all that content, and that's it. $5. (laughs) Yeah, she's wearing a tight pink dress, which is a little strange looking. I know Annabelle thinks that's very odd looking. (laughs) It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Hey guys, my name is Wazell. And my name is Dave Z. We're two of the hosts of the Banana Laser Horror Podcast. Yep, we're big fans of the Married with Children show and the Married with Children podcast. Our show is all about blending humor similar to that podcast with horror films. If that sounds like you as well, we've got a series for you. It's Banana Laser's Halloween Retrospective. Wazell and myself did an extensive breakdown of the entire Halloween film franchise, from John Carpenter's original all the way to the Rob Zombie duology. Take a listen. Plus, Al guest stars on the series as well as co-produced it. We had great fun doing this series and think you'll have just as much fun too. So make October last forever by heading to our YouTube channel, Banana Laser Show, and click the Halloween Retrospective playlist. Plus our podcast website, horrorfilia.com, or anywhere you can get a podcast. Just search Banana Laser. 
trust us. With a name that dumb, we aren't hard to find. So happy Halloween and peel back some banana laser. What are you hunting, banana laser? Banana laser, go home! You don't know what death is. Okay. I shot him okay, six Dave, times. Okay, Dave, I think they got it. Dave, they got Check it. it out, okay, guys. thanks. Mom, Al's not home yet. Well, it's midnight and his tube is empty. <laughs> Mom, could you try not to eat corn while I'm talking to you? Right, I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> Gee, kids, you know, I know I've dreamt about it, but what would I do if your father actually does leave? <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. I mean, you have the skills and education to... Well, you sit a damn fine couch. Daddy's Oh, gee, Al, where have you been? Oh, I'm just walking around, and I, uh, and I stopped. My underwear was killing me. <laughs> Even in a mild wind, you can freeze a cheek in these babies. <laughs> Well, this beautiful, very beautiful girl came in the store and asked me to fly away to the Greek islands with her. Well, did you go, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> like, another laugh out loud joke. Like, I died. Like, you think you're going to hear some serious thing now with Al, and then you get that question. <laughs> right. And sometimes it's like, you know... They'll set something up, right? Like this whole thing with Al and the girls. And yes, like they'll have jokes made within that. And technically this one was as well. But really it's just, uh, you know, a back and forth and Kelly's stupid and just keep, keeps going back to that, which is just great. But like I said, it, it didn't completely not incorporate that. It was It was tied in to an extent, but it really had nothing to do with it except for the fact that, hey, let's draw attention to the fact that Kelly's stupid again. You can't forget to put that in there. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I love – I got to say I really do love that um, there were – amongst fat women, there were hot chicks in the shoe store because – when Peg says one's sixty, one's eighty, one's older than the tree they use down a cut to use a cut her wooden leg, that kind of diminishes the whole point of this. I mean, it works because Rhonda Shear thought Al was hot, and it worked because that other blonde thought Al was hot with above my bumpers. So that sells a, a better uh, whole situation here. But then when Peg says that, it almost diminishes it as if, yeah, but everybody who likes you is. Yeah, I, you know, to be honest, when the girl, when the blonde came in and wanted him to buff her bumpers, I thought for a moment, what are they using him for free labor? Like, are they just telling him this stuff and then getting him to do this stuff for them? Like, mm -hmm. oh, you're really hot. I'll move your couch. Oh, you're so sexy. I'll wash your car, you know. Yeah, this could have went anywhere. I didn't think of that. And then uh, so at the time I was kind of. I don't know, unsure of where it was going to be going. Then, of course, later on, we do see, no, it actually was legitimate. But it's just, it could have, at that point, it could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all she wanted was a love toy. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> oh, please. The only feeling that you know is Buck's fur against your cheek on a warm summer night. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the only thing he knows is how his dad felt on Christmas. <laughs> he knows the warm suction of a vacuum cleaner against the skin of his neck. <laughs> he knows that too. 
I told you not to disturb you when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> okay, Dewey. Wait, what's his no Doofy in that one? Doofy. <laughs> Special Officer Doofy reporting for duty. Dewey. It was every man's fantasy to be kept by a woman whose skirt is as short as the lifespan of the man that she chooses. <laughs> but I said no. Why? <laughs> well, because I realized that everything I've been doing up to now, the bathing, the brushing, the changing of the socks, the <laughs> being nice to people, the trying to succeed, it's all for nothing. All those things are designed to attract. Why should I be attractive? I'm married with children. <laughs> I, it's funny. As I like look through the show, I realize I used so many of these of the lines in this episode on earlier episodes of our podcast. That's how much this episode is just in my brain. It's embedded. So you don't even like this show is what you're trying to say? Not really. I'm going to stop. So guys, we're going to start a Roseanne <laughs> podcast. Uh, oh, actually, we're going to start the Connors now. It's going to be the, the Connors. Connors. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to to the latest episode of Kill the Cast? No, that the, that's the only one I didn't hear so far of their uh, t- okay. uh, battle thing. The one, the one that Brian's on, there's a reference to you I just think is funny. So. Oh, good. Yeah, because the reason I haven't is because my priority of podcasting has been the Banana Laser Halloween retrospective that we've been advertising on uh, this show. So, guys, check that out. It's been a great time reliving that. And now everyone's doing uh, Halloween retros, so I've been dipping into those two. So I'll get to jerry's thing in november yep the new halloween movie comes out tomorrow actually <laughs> because yeah. because yeah um thursday because tonight is wednesday and it comes out thursday it's the uh it's like a preview screening uh but instead of doing like when they used to do that when a, they used to release a movie the day before it comes out they would do a midnight viewing that way it's still technically that other day Mm-hmm. But now they don't care anymore. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> they don't care. They're, they're, this is a seven o'clock showing. Uh, Eventually, they're going to keep going until the movie's just always always been out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie comes out next Thursday. I saw it two years ago. Yeah, wait, wait. We're still <laughs> casting. What are you talking about? You <laughs> yeah, it's like so weird. Like, yeah, I'm watching Halloween a, a day early, but. Uh, so yeah, everybody head to the movie theater tomorrow. Watch the new Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back as Laurie Strode. It's supposed to be great. So, and can we announce here, speaking of exclusive content, that the Skeleton Crew will be back? Yeah, this uh, the three of us do a horror podcast, or did a horror podcast from 2013 to uh, 17 Halloween night. Uh, we haven't done a show since then. We've been doing this, and we're gonna come back. Uh, probably next week and release our review of this new Halloween movie. So check out The Skeleton Crew. So it turns out that Al said no to this chick and he realized that everything he's been doing, the showering, the brushing of the teeth, changing of the underwear, it's all for nothing. All those things are designed to attract. And why should he be attractive? He's married with children. Now, I thought they were going to end the episode right there. So did I. So how do you feel about the tagged on ending? And I'm not saying tagged on is a diminished thing. How do you feel 
that Al literally slowly fades back into his formal, former self, starting with slouching down on the couch. Uh, you start to see this this dissolved screen thing. He gets five o'clock shadow, which I thought was weird because Al really isn't known for that. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> Mom, look at him. What's happening? <laughs> scared he's coming back <laughs> my al is coming back hanes <laughs> he's back and somehow he has on hanes that is the most baffling moment you know what was weird to me is i looked down or something apparently during that whole con- that that whole exchange and I looked back up, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? What happened? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's so cool. What a funny thing to do. But somehow, his Hanes found their way back into Al's pants. <laughs> I... And and you know for sure that he had the tube underwear because he said, I had to come in because you could freeze a cheek in these babies. Right. So he verified that he did have that, those on right before. <laughs> right. And I love how Peg's like, my Al is coming back. And he solidifies it by putting his hand down his pants. And then, of course, the the extra solidification was the Hanes underwear. Oh, I loved it. Like slowly how he descended, it was like my the smile. It was like the Grinch for me because <laughs> like I I did think I was like oh they could have had they could have ended it on that line right there, and then they went in that direction and I loved it. I loved the end of that episode. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I think it worked. I I do think though that was a poor choice on his part because yes, even though he doesn't need to attract and why you know blah blah blah, he's right, but he was making more money. Right. And this is the point that I brought up earlier. He was eating. Yeah. But I think that speaks to the point that I brought up earlier where I think the whole message to this obviously is that Al Al just knows it's too much work to keep up that facade, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. To do that. Well, I mean, there's that whole adage that people let themselves go once they get married. Right. um, And it's it's usually – aimed at wives you know it's like oh she was this hot young thing when i married her and then a few years later like she's all fat and sloppy and doesn't do anything never wears makeup anymore walks around with her hair and curlers and you know that whole uh (laughs) that whole stereotype thing there is an element of truth to that and that when you become just any human becomes comfortable in a situation then you no longer work as hard to because you don't you're no longer attempting to acquire whatever you were attempting to acquire you have that so things like things slowly start to slip you know not not in every case but i'm saying it you know it is there is some truth to that oh without a doubt and i think that um seeing al revert back to that that's why she likes that because she knows that nobody's going to want him in that state. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's some truth to that too, you know? Like how many girlfriends have gotten their boyfriends nice and fat just so nobody would, else would look at them? <laughs> well, and how like how many guys how many times do you like run into guys, okay, you look a certain way, so you attract a guy, you start dating that guy, 
And then now that you're dating that guy, he gets angry if because you continue to look good or you look too good or right. he doesn't want you. Right. And then, so then you're like, well, I looked like this when we met. Why, you know, these are the clothes that I wore when I met. This is the makeup that I wore. This is how I did my hair. These are the heels that I wore. I'm not, I'm not at all speaking from personal experience. Yeah, I was going to say, you're very. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah, this is exactly what I would wear when we met. Why is it a problem now? And it's because, well, because you're, you know, you're with me now and um right you know so yeah that damn patrick what do you gotta wear that for <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i like the cut on that uh oh well real quick before we get to the ratings uh that chick who brought out the pie her name is Rhonda britain and in this episode her name was donna and she uh she was on perfect strangers and she, the last thing she did was uh, Puppet Master 3, and she said, okay, I'm done with this acting thing. So <laughs> I think that's what we all would say. Now, here's the really weird part. <laughs> she was she was in this movie that I watch every summer called An American Summer, which is like the worst summer movie of all time. It stars Brian Austin Green and Michael Landis, Joanna Kearns from that Family Ties or something, or Silver... Who the hell is she in? Let me look. Growing Pains. Growing Pains, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the funniest, worst movie for the summer ever, and I watch it every single year. I cannot stop. And now she's famous. She's a, a author. She wrote Change Your Life in 30 Days, A Journey to Finding Your True Self. Uh, so she's a, an author now. So. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page, for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right. How many pies are we baking for Al this episode out of five that we have to put over there with the others, Jamie? I will say I'm baking four pies for Al. You know, I, you know, I love Al and I love to see him. I love to see good things happen to him. And this whole episode was about him having something to be proud of and and him strutting his stuff and and getting a little recognition and not being beaten on. And so it I always appreciate those episodes. So this made me happy. Nice. Yeah. Um, I would rate it the same. I would give it four pies. Um, I really liked this episode. It was fun. It was um, it seemed very consistent with the jokes throughout. Um, there were a couple like laugh out loud moments, like we said, uh, sprinkled through. And I, I just love the whole setup and seeing how Peg would react to uh, to Al in the same situation that she was in, um, you know, well, whatever it was, three or four episodes back. So, yeah, I love this episode. It was great. Uh, four or five. Nice. 
Um, I'm making five pies for Al out of five that I have to put over there with the others. This, to me, is a, a masterpiece of Married with Children. Like, this is everything that is perfect about the show and season five in particular. Like, think about it, like having hot chicks on the show, having an absurd storyline, which is still grounded in some reality, while blending it with something that is the most absurd, just like the Looney Tunes thing that we just got done doing, by having Al, you know, morph back into himself at the end and having a different pair of underwear on. Like, (laughs) it's amazing. And this is, I I wanted to point out, but I really didn't say it, that uh, they barely used Marcy at all. Normally, we would say something like, God, they really have nothing for her. But her presence was so felt, and it's so memorable, her reaction to this whole thing. And she, her acting was really good. Like, she really sold. Like, it didn't seem fake to me when she did it. Like, her acting of of that scene, I felt like she really did find Al attractive. And, And this all is totally legit the guest stars great ronda sheer uh sherry rose terry weigel ronda Britton, like bunch of hot chicks great mm-hmm. storyline to see al finally like be seen as a, a with some greatness unlike he ever is ever really uh yep. except except for the you know the uh, baseball scene uh the unnatural yeah the unnatural yep yeah and well and speaking of that too um i think that Throughout all the characters um, were definitely good, but I think Peg was really good in this episode. Yeah. Did you guys not? Because like I thought that um, seeing her react the way that she did to a lot of the situations, yeah, um, it was really cool to to see that dynamic. And I don't know, like that. I think that um, I think that Applegate is obviously great, and Ed O'Neill is fantastic. But like, keep going back to Katie Seagal as being just like the best. And I, you know, it's so weird watching this every time, as I'm sure you guys get a lot too. Now, even though she does go right back, and it's you see nothing but Peg Bundy. Yeah, I don't. Even though, dude, Gemma is so embedded in my brain. But when I watch her do each thing, she's only those things. I know exactly. Yeah, it, but it's so crazy though, knowing that what she's done on on Sons and so many great shows. We were talking about this earlier, how she was she played some excellent scenes with Terry O'Quinn and Lost, and uh, she'll actually be she's actually on the the new season of Shameless. If anybody watches watches that show, and uh, she gives uh, she gives Frank an erection, which he hasn't gotten in a long time. So mm-hmm. obviously she's going to be a presence <laughs> um, for I don't know how many episodes, but she's going to definitely be on the season. But I just keep going. I just keep looking. And and like you said, Alex, I know what you mean. Like she's definitely Peg Bundy through and through. Yeah. But I just can't help but think like, damn, she's good. You know, it's amazing. It's yeah, sh- she's a phenomena, you know, of, of acting. Yep. Uh, so weird because she's she's an she's an iconic part of America, you know. Being Peg Bundy alone, she's a legend. She's already done being a legend, and then she was Gemma. Like I don't even understand this. And then other people think she's a legend for Lila. I, I, and I would agree with that too. I love that show, you know. And I can't imagine her voice not being on it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really amazing how she's made a mark so many times in in this one life she has. Right, it's fascinating, honestly. And and it all comes back to Peg Bundy, which is it's right. just so crazy to think. Amazing. Yep. Well, tune in next week 
as we tackle one down, two to go. Peggy goes off the deep end when Kelly decides to leave the nest and get an apartment of her own. Now, this is the the first episode I ever recorded on a VHS tape. Oh, wow. So, I was... That means that I was 11 years old when I started watching Married with Children. <laughs> nice. Everything I was recording was in this area. Wasn't that the kid's name on the show? 11 or 6? Wow, that's Stranger Things. Never mind. <laughs> oh, 11, <laughs> oh, Stranger Things. Yeah, 11. <laughs> 6 was on Blossom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 6, 7, 11. It, was it 7? I, I don't even know. 7 was this show. Oh, 6 okay. was Blossom. 11 was Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find every numbered kid. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a whole show on all of them. I feel bad for number two. I just wasn't going to say. 